It's time to handle your business with Sis Start Your Business, a podcast teaching you how to start your business, how to handle your business, all with God's guidance. Good episode. I had the chance to interview Kimberly Huey, who is an actress, and she was on the Netflix series called Self Made. Self Made is talking about the one and only Madam CJ Walker. And when this show came out, it inspired so many Black women in business, mainly to continue pushing with their business. Let me introduce you guys to Kimberly Huey. Hi, this is Kimberly Huey, and I am the the actress who plays Mrs. Margaret Washington on the Netflix series Self Made. Tell us a little bit more about you personally before we dive into the, your character. Before we dive into Self Made, let us know more about you and what made you get into acting. <laughs> I've been acting for. I guess, over 20 years now. Well, what I figured out now, because now I have started writing as well, is that I became an actor because I love stories. I love mm-hmm. storytelling. I think that there is, oh, there's so much that we learn from our stories. Yeah. And I mean, Madam C.J. Walker is a case in point. I don't know, maybe as a kid, that was that's how I learned. You know, the best lessons I got were from, stories that I either read or I saw. It's just a great way to take in information. Yeah. And also good for, I know too, this is something that people don't know. I was in drama class. I found it good as an escape too, you know, just kind of pretending. And is that the same thing for you too? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. There are some days where you just like, I would like this to not be my life today. <laughs> What's on <laughs> Yeah, that is so yeah. true. So I'm really excited to chat with you about the new Netflix series, Self Made. And, you know, so many people are talking about it. So I already know that you kind of introduced your character on there. But let us know a little bit more about your character. Maybe some things that we might not even know that wasn't in the series itself. Oh, gosh, there's so much that wasn't in the series. <laughs> I mean, there, there's so much about Madam C.J. Walker's life that wasn't in the series. Yeah. You know, it's a life. You're going to condense it to four hours. That's, yeah. you know, it's like a highlight reel of her life, really. But I think also the key part is the success. Yeah. And, and I think that when we meet Mrs. Margaret Washington, she is kind of at a peak in her, in her success. She was the wife of Booker T. Washington, who was a very, well, probably the most influential and prominent black man and leader for the community at the time. He founded Tuskegee Institute, which became university. He's the first one to go to the White House for dinner. And she, as his wife, she was the lady principal of Tuskegee. And she was an educator, but she was also a leader in her own right and was one of the founders of the National Association for well, they call Afro-American Women that said it, said it back then. That's perfect. Um, oh, keep going. Yeah. Keep going. I want to listen to more. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I mean, she gave speeches and she had meetings and conventions of her own. Not conventions, maybe, but their gatherings and meetings. Yeah, doing things that the things that she could do at that time. One thing just to kind of note on here, when I was watching it, I was like, ooh, you changed your voice a little bit for the role. And more so like ladylike, right? Just kind of like 
just staying in almost, I, I hate to say her role, but that's kind of how it was, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So this is a random question. What state did you guys film in? That's a good question. <laughs> and here's the good answer. It wasn't a state. It was the province of Ontario in Canada. Oh. I think that almost all of it was shot there. They may have gone to New York for a little bit of the New York stuff, but all the stuff that was supposed to be Indianapolis, Indiana, where her factory was, that was all done in the Hamilton region. So all those really cool, great old factory exteriors, that was in this area called Hamilton in Ontario, Canada. That is so interesting. I would have never guessed that. I was like, maybe it was Atlanta because everyone feels in Atlanta. Maybe LA. So I was for sure thinking that you're going to say something like that. No. And so that was, you know, like here's another little aside. <laughs> so that was really, really awesome, cool thing too, was to see all of those extras, all of those background players. They we're all local people, like all people from like the Toronto Hamilton region. Wow. So I, I actually find that like a gorgeous thing. Okay, yes. look how many black folks I know. <laughs> I, I was just thinking that too. I was like, wow, when I think of Canada, I definitely don't think of that. So that's like a good thing too, just to know that we are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are everywhere. Yeah, we are. Yep. So Madam C.J. Walker needed money, right, for her factory. And at first tried to come to your husband. Or I'm saying, you're, well, I guess we're going back and say it's not your husband, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's okay. I understand. <laughs> yeah, but it seems that, that he was more so focused on helping Black men before Black women. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Yeah, because there's, there's a lot of talk about that. And I... I think that the number one thing we have to do, first of all, is to remember we're watching this today. Yeah. This is over a hundred years ago. It's a different time. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we weren't voting. We weren't like women were just not, we were not considered equal, regardless of color. I think that's fair to say. I don't think I'm, you know, historically incorrect there. And I think then you have to put it into the context of, you know, what he was trying to do, what Booker T was trying to do for the race as a whole, I think we have to remember that what he was fighting against. I mean, Black men were basically fighting for their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have numbers on lynchings. We don't know, but we know, you know, like, it was serious business, like, day to day. And you have, for instance, the character of Ransom is a lawyer, an educated man. But when we meet him, what is, he's a porter. Mm, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, I mean, the struggle was real. Mm-hmm. And so from his perspective, I think that, yeah, it's, for the most part, men were the breadwinners in the, in the homes. Yeah. And so that's his focus. Yeah. And that, know? that's something I agree with completely. Like, when I talk to my grandmother now... She's basically saying that, like, she even, I love my grandma to death. I love her. So I'm not bashing her because I love her. She was saying that, you know, it's not meant for a woman to be president. I was like, oh, Lord, grandma. So, <laughs> so all these things, because she she was born in a different day and age to where women did took care of the family, did the, all those things there. And while the men were the financial support, basically. Yeah. 
With Madam C.J. Walker, with your character, at first she stated it wasn't your place, right? Which we just spoke about right now. It wasn't your place to kind of step into your husband and kind of pitch off investing into her factory or investing into her business. But what made Margaret change her mind? Well, first, I don't think that Madam C.J. was ever asking Margaret or Booker T directly for money. What she was wanting was his endorsement so that other men would feel okay about giving Uh her money. Because she needed a lot of money. Yeah. You know, she needed multiple investors. And that was my take. And I think because one of the things at that convention when Booker is speaking, he also has people give testimony you know, and kind of like make their case for whatever their project is or their farm or what, what have you. And then Madam T.J. Walker, she said, I want, I want my turn at the microphone. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's denied. But I think that that is the turning point for Margaret, right? Yeah. Cause she's there. I mean, she's educated. She knows, she sees, she's not, you know, she's not a simple woman, Yeah, but when Madam C.J. Walker comes into the space and just, like, claims it, you know, like, mm-hmm. she just walks right up to that microphone and she just commandeers the room. And that speech that she makes, I think that that's, that's the turning point. That galvanizes everybody in the story and outside of the story. Because, yeah. you know, I was watching with my family and everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> you can't help it it's like a call to arms so yeah margaret margaret has to change her mind step it up and helping out which she did do and i'm gonna put that this is to make sure people watch this before they listen to this podcast because if they listen to this first i'm like what what and then knowing everything oh yeah spoiler alert yeah i know, I know. there's a whole the whole podcast is a spoiler alert so the- <laughs> So make sure that you guys do watch the, the watch at beginning. least the first and second. The first and second, yes, yeah. I just say watch the, the whole because you can't help but continue watching it once you start it. Oh my god, absolutely! Oh no, no I'm not saying yeah. only watch the first and second. I'm like, you shouldn't listen to the podcast without having watched the first and second. Yes, that's what I mean. Yes, because when I was hooked on it, but I was so tired. I watched the first one. I was like, oh, I gotta go to sleep. It's two o'clock in the morning. I was like, okay, I'll finish it. I'll finish it the next day, right when I wake up. I, I watched it in two parts. Yeah, you did. Oh, actually, no, I lie. I lie. I, lie. I took a little <laughs> break in between. Yeah, but yeah, because we couldn't stop. <laughs> that's exciting. That's just exciting to see. I can't even pitch. Well, I used to be an extra a long time ago, but I just did that for fun. But just seeing your face, like having a speaking role, which you're used to. But to me, I'll be like, oh, my God, that's exciting. Really, really exciting. One thing I want to talk about for a moment is the difference between Margaret's relationship between her husband compared to Madam C.J. Walker's. Yours is more so trying to keep the husband happy compared to Madam C.J. Walker, almost not caring for her relationship as much as she cared about her business. So what are your thoughts on this? And do you feel that there should be a happy medium? Okay, I don't want to get myself in trouble for talking. (laughs) But I think we're all striving for happy medium. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, we all want to be happy. We all want to, and we want our partners to be happy. So I think, I mean, how we get there, that's another story, right? Yeah. But I think if you ask anybody in a relationship, ideally, everybody wants to be happy. 
but sometimes you have to have like a give and a take. I can only speak for my take on Margaret and and Booker, and I think that they had, well, at this point, she's his third wife, mm-hmm. and they don't have the children of their own, but he has three children previously. And she's raising his children. And I think that they have whatever kind of understanding of her being, she's going to be the child care person because that's what, that was the woman's role. But she was also, she was an educated professional woman before the marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think there was an understanding she's going to continue, you know? I mean, well, she continued. She was the lady principal and she had her duties and she also was very she was as involved as he was I mean in her own way and what she was able to do with you know trying to make progress for the race and doing all of those kind of things like having you know starting these these committees and having meetings and making speeches um I think that Maybe my take on this, I can't speak for <laughs> Madam C.J. Walker, nor can I speak for Octavia Spencer. Yeah. But, I mean, the one thing that we all got was she was an incredibly driven woman. Yeah. And she had a very, very, very clear vision of her of her business. And it was her business. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they, they made a lot of comments about that. And... He was helping her with her business, but it was her business. Yeah. I don't think that she had less interest in him than her business, but, you know, it was kind of an all-consuming thing. I agree with that. And I think that's a little bit, I feel like especially nowadays, a lot of women are starting businesses right now. And a lot of those women are married, too. Married. So me, I'm in the same boat, too. I'm married, but I have my business but I always try to find a happy medium too. And not just saying to where it's like, you got to please your man and, you know, like old school days, but we're both working together to make sure, just like with a marriage, with any type of situation, to make sure that you're both happy, right? And then, you know, you're supposed to be best friends, chatting with each other, all these things there. So I felt like it was probably even more into that more so than her business. She was probably just not interested anymore at the end of the day. Because they, pro- they did get a divorce, right? I'm sure in real life. I don't know if it was like officially a divorce because in my reading, I, I read the book that mm-hmm. a lot of every of the, the series is based on. And if memory serves, I don't know if they were officially married or maybe that came later. That's all a bit foggy because again, back in that day, it was expensive. Yeah. So a lot of people weren't officially married. Like, could you know, they didn't have the whatever the hundred dollars to what get whatever license and yeah. have it all officially recognized. So they considered themselves married. They were, you know, married before God and their community. But were they officially? Did they have an official union that they had to dissolve with an official divorce? I don't remember if that applied. That portion there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm gonna. gonna mm, that's interesting. They, I mean, you know, they were they parted ways. Absolutely. Like yeah, he, was, he was kicked <laughs> to the curb after all that. But she, you know, she had a very strong character. You know, she wasn't playing no games, which is yeah. good. Which is really, really good. So, and then everyone not saying there's a right or a wrong, 
but everyone has their own character and how they handle things and how they a certain drive on specific things. Yeah. I want to bring something to your attention. A lot of people on social media are saying that Addie, the character that is based on Annie Malone, who was also a self-made millionaire who championed a lot of Black women, was kind of put, I wouldn't say down in a way, but just in a way to where it was different. What are your thoughts on that one too? Because I did want to bring that up because a lot of people are talking about that right now on Facebook and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I, I've seen some of the talk. <laughs> um, and I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's great. Yes, have the discussions. Probe, deep, dive deeper, get more information. Because like I said, it's a four-hour synopsis yeah. of her life. You can't... You, and then all the characters in her life. All I can say, I can't speak for the filmmakers, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say the reason that they're not calling her Annie Malone who was a real person is because they've taken some liberties with Annie Malone's story. Mm-hmm. So it's not her, it's Addie Malone, right? She's inspired by Annie, but yeah. it's not that character that we're watching. Isn't like the real Annie Malone. Like we're watching the real um, CJ Walker. Does that make sense? Yes. That makes a lot of sense too. And like you were yeah. saying, do research too, because that's good even for us to know our history, for us to know about women back in the day who were successful in their own way and learning more about that so that their history isn't forgotten. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important that people are having this conversation and, and recognizing like, oh my, okay, so first people are learning about Madam C.J. Walker and that's awesome. Yeah. Long overdue. But now they're even learning about Annie Malone, like there was more than one, yeah. you know, entrepreneurial black woman out there. Yeah, I mean, give it up, please. Yeah, <laughs> like this is this is good news. This is you know, like let's not get angry about it. Yeah, filmmakers are just trying to make a story for people to to yeah. consume, you know, on television. But the real story shouldn't you know be pushed aside. Like, go find it. Yeah, go find the real the real story. I agree. Um, just like the real story with Booker T. Washington and Madam C.J. Walker. There's more to that story. They actually were kind of supporters of each other by the, you know, later. She came to the university. She spoke and, you know, there was classes she taught. I think that's amazing. Just knowing her history, learning from it, getting inspired by it, and then also wanting to do more within our life, too. Just... Even if it's not building your own business, not everyone's made to be a business owner, but with anything in life that you put your mind to and that you're passionate about. Yeah, whatever you're doing, do it 100%. (laughs) With Margaret Washington, like you were saying that she was Booker T. Washington's third wife. And she had to not only do things for herself, she was an educator, but she was also taking care of his kids at the time. And if we're relating that story to a lot of people as of right now who are moms, who are wives, and kind of feel stuck as if they don't have anything going for themselves, if you were in Margaret Washington's shoes, and how she was still able to have her purpose, but still be a wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I think communication, communication is key. And first of all, I think that even if a person is just looking at themselves and going, this is my life. I am 
mother to this one, two, three, however many, (laughs) you know, child, children, and that's what I do. I mean, that is a massive and important purpose because you're grooming Mm -hmm. somebody for, you know, the next generation. You're grooming a human being on how to be in the world. And, you know, let's be frank, we're talking about our little black babies Mm -hmm. that are, the world is different, you know? I mean, and it's constantly changing. And Mm -hmm. there are more opportunities than ever before. And navigating that, I think it's really important, mothers of our children, specifically. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think mothers in general have an important role, but... Our mothers are very important. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree with that a thousand percent because I hear so many women, like even my clients, even one person DM'd me in my Instagram and she was saying, what do you do if you feel like you have no purpose? Or, you know, mom. And I'm like, I want people to hear that. Like, hey, if you're a mom, you're raising kids who are going to do something amazing in this world everyone has a purpose you know what I mean so even if you feel like hey I need to have something on my own finding a hobby or doing something that you love to do to not only keep yourself busy but I never want people to feel like this is it no one should feel that I mean everyone feels that way from here to but it's just it's good to get out of it like my mom says get out the funk <laughs> and yep. get to it <laughs> See, there, there we are. Moms with the good advice. Yes, out there the it funk. is. Get out the funk. <laughs> I will always remember that. I'm like, Mom, get out the funk. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and there that is. So one thing I want to mention is how in the movie, Madam C.J. Walker never gave up no matter who got in her way. Let's relate that to a woman as of today. How sometimes the enemy can work through people to get us to turn away from our mission. What kind of advice can you give to women listening to this right now? Keep your eye on the sparrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep your focus. I mean, I think for me, that was like a major lesson of Madam C.J. Walker's story of her success is that her vision was so clear and she never lost sight of the focus. You know, I mean, sometimes she did. You know, she she has that one moment where she says, oh, after after the house burns down. Yeah. I think she says that, you know, she like let Addie distract her. Mm. And from her, you know, she shouldn't have like been saying all that stuff and yeah. trying to win her people back. Because, but whatever. Yeah. No, you know, that, that's a perfect but example. She, yeah. she got her focus back. And I think that when she trusted that she was the one with the vision, you know, because there's that other scene where CJ has the, her husband has, you know, he's got the whole campaign for the Walker girls mm-hmm. and they don't look anything like her. And she's like, mm, no, no, that's not, that's not what a Walker girl is. No. Yeah. And she's very clear and it creates problems for the marriage, yeah. but yeah, without, you know, again, they could have had some more conversations about that if this was today where he might have been more willing to hear what she had to say mm-hmm. about her vision and not be just always trying to flex about, you know, well, what's his role? Yeah. But I think, yeah, I'm just going to circle back to what I originally said, which was keep your focus and keep your eye on the sparrow. 
And I'm glad you, you brought that up because, because when Addie went and spoke at the church and said that, she's like, we need to do this, have a sale, you buy one, get one free. But that's almost like letting the enemy is like, you know what? I got her. I got her. And then her factory burnt down, you know? So like you were saying, just keeping your eye focused, knowing your mission, don't let anyone distract you or don't let anyone put you down too, to make you feel like this is not it. This is not what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Towards the end, Madam CJ Walker stated that her and Addie could have grown together if they just worked together. How do you feel like women as of right now, you know, how I feel like that was like a message within the movie, especially to us as Black women, how if we work together, we can accomplish so much more. Yes, 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 yes. I'm so glad you want to talk about that because I think that might be my favorite part. Yes. I think so, yes. Yes. (laughs) Because, and exactly for that reason, because it speaks to right now. I mean, it's like a time of message. You know, it's, we will achieve so much more together. Mm. You know, when we come together, we can do so much more than if we, number one, work apart. But number two, if we're spending energy tearing each other down, then we are losing some of our energy from, you know, distracting, diverting some of our energy from the purpose that that we're here for or that we're trying to achieve yes i just thought that was so so deep me me too me too because she was right imagine if they would have put in that energy into growing together and then maybe some some people are not good working together as far as like both being owners but at least supporting each other's businesses except for bringing it down how much more it could have, I mean, they're both successful women, but how much more they could have grown together at the same time. And even piggybacking off of some tips and advice and encouraging one another. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if we if we support each other's success, there's more to go around. Yeah. Yeah. You uh-huh. know? Yeah. I, and I, I also, it's like, oh, my people, we have enough, other forces working against us. Let's not work against each other. A lot. A lot of things. A lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> One thing I want to know too, so how is it behind the scenes? Like if you can give us like a behind the scenes camera going on, how was it working behind the scenes and all that good stuff? It was almost like, you know, dreams coming true mm-hmm. because I mean, from start to finish, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, like I would be getting my hair and makeup done and this incredible team of black women just knowing what they were doing. Mm. You didn't have to worry when you sat in the chair, you know, you weren't going to have to guide anybody or tell them not to use that product on your Mm. hair or not to whatever. We were constantly, they went through great effort to, first of all, it was mostly female like the department heads. So we had female director, female cinematographer. I can't even remember what the female, well, female head of hair, the, all the hair and all the wigs and all of the looks. So you had all of these women, not to mention the writers and producers. So then you had this whole crew. Like there were just, you looked around and you just saw faces like yours, all of our colors, all of our shades, 
It was amazing. And then, like I said, because you had these scenes with, for me anyways, the day that we were doing the the convention mm-hmm. with all of these men, like tables and tables and tables of all of these black men and like dressed, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't ever see, this was the other really super fun thing. And we were all like just feeling it, right? <laughs> all of these, this wardrobe that we got to wear, we don't see us wearing that. No. Mm-mm. Not very, not in those numbers. Yeah. You know, like maybe one or two characters, but everybody else is looking kind of raggedy. <laughs> and, and no, you know, like ladies were like done off. They had gloves on. They had hats on. They were all like ladies. Mm. And, you know, the men had all their different books. I mean, oh my God, it was just gorgeous. It was just gorgeous. Oh, that is so nice. I wish I could see something like, but I know what you mean, especially nowadays. I'm a very old soul, people would say. So I grew up like uh, watching like 1950s movies and very 1940s movies growing up. So me personally, uh, I love seeing things like that. And I love when sometimes when I go shopping, they're like, Nicole, you can't wear it. I'm like, but why? <laughs> so um, I get it. I wish I could see something like that. I would have been like the happiest extra with my little dress on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, you know what? People are starting to, I'm starting to as well, post some of our behind the scenes stuff. So if you want to on Instagram, you know, you can on my page, on other people's, you can see some of these looks and some of these behind the scenes moments. I would love that. I would love, love, love that. I will. And I'm already following you. I don't think I'm following almost everyone who was a character. I think so. I think so. I have to double check. But I will be searching. I know I'm on your Instagram because, you know, Instagram, I don't know if you know this, Instagram's algorithm, it only lets you see people who you communicate with. If you don't communicate with them, you're not really going to see their posts or like their uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did know that. Yeah, and you're just reminding me about somebody. I, so even just liking their stuff will keep their, their, their content Mm-hmm. Um, Yep. Yeah. So that's why I, like with me, I post things to keep like the votes that I do. I do that so people can like and they can comment below and vote because once they do that, Instagram's like, oh, you like her stuff. Now we're going to put her stuff in your timeline. Now for the final question that I like to ask everyone, how has God helped you within your life and also your career? How has your journey been with God a part of it? Oh, that's easy. <laughs> I mean, it's everything that has come is grace of God. And whenever I lose sight of that, I think that's when I suffer or struggle the most. Mm-hmm. And then when I find my way back, when I, you know, stop being all like me, 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 yeah. and know that I'm not doing this by myself, then it puts me right. Yeah. And I carry on. Yeah, that is so it's true. The purpose. That is so true. And I feel like that's something that we all can relate to is always. And that's the whole reason behind this podcast is no matter if you're trying to become more successful in your career, your definition of success. I hate using the word successful because sometimes people use that in terms of money and it doesn't have to be. 
but also within your business, always keeping God first, because when you do that, he will always provide. He's the almighty God. He can put things into your lap that you can never even think of. Exactly. Yeah. And where can people find you? So if they want to follow you on Instagram, on Facebook, where can they find you at? Or even a website? Yeah, all of that. There is, well, Instagram at Kimberly Huey, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y-H-U-I-E. And same name is my Facebook and at KimberlyHuey.com, my website. And I write a little bit about the things that I, I've written a little bit about my experience with or things that have come up from my experience with Madam C.J. Walker. So go check it out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sis Start Your Business. Stay in touch and communicate with other listeners by joining my Facebook group called Sis Start Your Business. If you are on social media, follow my podcast, Sis Start Your Business, on Instagram at Sis Start Your Business. You can also follow me on Instagram by searching Mrs. Nicole Martinez. That's M R S dot N I C O L E M A R T I N E Z. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and other business owners.